I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Coming up on TMS, are these tacos racist? Sorry we took your land. Here, have a taco. Oh, that's connected. Chicken legs and ostrich nuts. No way your name is Kevin. F you. I shan't say flamingo. Grumpy old tumors. It scared you because it vibrated. The symptoms. I don't like speakeasy bees. (sighs) The show is full of idioms, but not spelled the same. How do you play strip go fish? That's right. He didn't have a unit. Freeloading free feeders. Making deals with Bill. None doesn't bend and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Hey, can you see Flamingo? Fuck you. <laughs> you flew into the Octopus Star Center. Now, all I have is a mission. This is The Morning Stream. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for more, what is it, April 12th, 2021. Scott Johnson and Brian Ibbett here. Hello, Brian. That's right. Hello, Scott. So we found his keyword. He found his trigger word to say the F word. And uh, <laughs> Boy, not just the F word, but the, you know, the F you, the whole. Yeah, the whole schmear. And the thing is, we yeah. were really struggling to find it for his mom. It was frog and frog off and things like that when she was his age. And yeah. So we finally found it. It's the word flamingo. Here, I'll play it again. Hey, can you say flamingo? Fuck you. There you go. <laughs> it just sounds like he's saying, no, F off. I'm not, I'm not saying flamingo. It's, it's funny how it's like a question, though, right? Like, have you? Well, that's the, other, that's the other funny thing. I don't know if this is all kids, but because everyone's saying, can you say chicken? Yes. Can you say hint? So the voice is always going, burp, burp, burp. He, now everything he says is, burp, 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 no matter he's what it is. the intonation as well as the right yeah like if he's showing you his inflection. dinosaur he doesn't go dino he goes dino dino yeah <laughs> it's pretty great anyway uh hey we're back everybody we hope you had a nice weekend and uh happy to report that i had really no covid uh second shot problems it's just tired yeah just sleepy and uh that yeah. may have been honestly i mean how can i even say for sure that that wasn't just me being tired you know I mean, well, you know, there's something to that, though, because um, I've felt tired since uh, March of 2020. So maybe there is something to that, Scott. Maybe. Uh, Maybe we're all just a little (laughs) tired. But yeah, I didn't have any weirdness. I was talking to my brother-in-law last night. I'd forgotten. I didn't forget, but he got full-blown COVID uh, some six months Mm. ago. And um, 
because we didn't see him, you know, you're not directly involved with it, so you don't really know what happened. But I guess it got really bad. He went to the ER, oh, no. couldn't breathe. Oh, God. Like, it was bad. He told me at one point he thought he was going to die. And I didn't know that. And that just took me yeah. off guard last night. I'm like, holy shite. So um, the reason that came up is he said, he was saying, oh, you got your shots. I said, yeah, just my other one was on Friday or whatever. And he goes, he goes, oh, yeah, we're still trying to decide if we're going to what we're going to do. And I thought, wait, I know him. He's not going to not get a He's not a vax anti-vaxer or anything. Right, I'm like, what right. are you even talking about? Plus, you've had it. Your antibodies are probably about about up. You know, it's time to do it. And he said, mm-hmm. uh, "I'm just really hesitant to 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 feel that way again." <laughs> and I said, "Really?" He says, "Yeah, it was the worst. He's never he's never felt anything that bad in his life. Huh. It's the worst, the worst oh, condition." Oh. He's good wow. now, though. Everything's good. He yeah. does say he says he never he's never quite breathed the same, uh, oh which is a God. bummer, Since, right? Yeah, uh, you don't want to hear that. But they they say that well, but they say that some some of those symptoms 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 take a long time. The Simpsons. Some of those symptoms take a long time to uh, to, to go away. I made you spit take, didn't wow, I? Wow. Yeah. Literally, some of it got out <laughs> on the floor. Brian timed that perfectly. Well done. That made me laugh. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, some of them just go on forever. Protracted symptoms, man. But uh, he'll be all right. He's doing good. And yeah. it was. Uh, we got to see my mom last night. She's all shot it up and good to go. She's good. got more energy and movement and like laughter and stuff than she ever did before this brain oh, surgery. That's... We're starting to be convinced that for the last twelve years that she that that tumor was making her kind of grumpy and and. Yeah, and, they rewired something while they were in there. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> She's so just upbeat and, and just That's like great. positive oh. and moving around like all this new energy, freaking 82. We're just rocking it. It was making us real happy. So had a fun uh, night, but I got this question for you. Yeah. Are the tacos I ate racist? Now I'll give you some background. <laughs> I'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> My sister decided that she was going to make... Um, and this, by the way, was an exciting moment because everybody is uh, vaccinated. Cool. And so we cool. it was a first time for us to get together in some form yeah. with full, you know, with everybody being uh, vaccinated and or living on late stage antibodies of actually catching the disease six months ago or four months ago, whatever it was. So anyway, we're all there together and it's great. It's not too many people, but enough to have a good nice time. My sister and her kids and their kids and all that. And uh, they, we decided to have Navajo tacos. Okay. Mm, okay. Uh-huh. Now people have heard of these. Uh, a lot of fairs, yeah. you know, like you'll like go to a fair, a local county fair or something. They'll have a a, t- a stand that will sell yeah. Navajo tacos. There's a there's a Navajo taco place here in Denver that is good enough and big enough, popular enough that it was on the Travel Channel or Food Network or something like that. Ooh, that sounds good. I bet yeah, I've never bet been there. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know why, but uh, we need to go there. And check Pro- it out. Probably better. Well, what we had last night was okay, but it was probably better than what we had. It was all pretty thrown together. I don't think we really know what we're doing uh, when it comes sure. to the, the true Navajo taco. But here's the question: As I okay. was eating these, it, it always involves like fried fried bread thing for the bottom, and then you can put beans. And Kim made pulled pork for it, and and then you put the the other stuff on it, and whatever. And you kind of make this. It's more like a tostada almost, and less mm-hmm. of a taco. I guess you can bend them and get them in taco form. But anyway, there's no way that there's really 
there was ever really a Navajo taco. You know what I mean? Like there's no, like back in the Navajo nation times when they were a proud people and we hadn't come screwed them over yet. They didn't have like, it's taco night. You guys we're having taco. Like this is a made up Um, thing, right? We all didn't, we just made this up. I know. I think it's, I think it's something that, you know, every, um, every culture has their fried bread food, right? Yeah. And, and then they just top it with stuff. So like, you know, or they fill it with something. So, you know, if you got your, um, your dumplings in your, I guess it's more like fried pasta, but, um, right. But I mean, there, there, you know, there are quite a few different things like that. I don't doubt at all that, uh, that they would fry, they make their, basically it's the fried bread or fry bread with Mm. stuff on top of it. Well, here's, here's the, here's a, here's some information. That mm-hmm. I found that I want to share with everybody. Okay, all right. So maybe I'm going to get educated here. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I don't know. Actually, we, me, me as well. But fry bread is 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 main is the main thing here. So when right. when people call them a Navajo taco or an Indian taco or a whatever, they're referring to this. No one says mm-hmm. Indian taco anymore. I don't think. No. Nope. Nope. Um, <clears throat> and maybe there's an actual taco in India that prefers the title. Maybe. Yeah, taco. like a curry taco or something. <laughs> sounds really oh, good. Oh, that sounds all right, doesn't it? Curried meat, curried meat and a taco. It's funny. We had we had both uh, mm. uh, tacos, tostadas, and uh, curry this weekend, so <laughs> it all sounds good. Ugh, it sounds really good. Plus, you yeah. uh, naan would be your uh, your taco shell, you know. Like your, the- your Eastern Indian, right. Oh. And that stuff doesn't bend. You'd have to Oh, I could eat it for days. Actually, no, non non bends. It's the crispy stuff that you get. The um, there's like the crispy non that you can get. Oh, is there a crispy? I didn't know about no crispy non. Yeah. What about where crispy have I been? I don't know what it's called though, but it's they have it at the Yak and Yeti. Well, all right. So here's what it anyway, says. Anyway, all right. So okay. The Navajo history, the history of it, according to Navajo tradition, fry bread was created in 1864 using flour, sugar, salt, and lard. And was given to them by the United States government when the Navajo, uh, who were living in Arizona, were forced to make a 300-mile journey known as the Long Walk and relocate to Bosque Rinaldo, New Mexico. Uh, onto that land that could not easily support their traditional staples of vegetation and beans. Uh, New Mexican cuisine style sopapillas and share, let's see, and also share the origin Due to Pueblos and Hispanos, they say here from New Mexico, having a similar sustenance at the time. Uh, so, boarding schools also helped to spread fry bread as, a nat- as as Native American diets. So, we did force, we did bring it up. <laughs> 1864 yeah. is like not that, you know, that was like we were there being dicks. And uh, we said, hey, I know you can't grow your corn here, but don't worry, you can just fry this bread. This is good interesting. stuff. Yeah. That's really interesting. So I I didn't realize that uh even the fry bread has has um uh Well they don't teach us this stuff in school, man. They no, they really don't. No. They know we had a Navajo me. staying with us. Uh Tristan's girlfriend is Navajo. She stayed with us and uh uh we never really talked about any of this stuff. Yeah. I mean she may not know the history of it, so Yeah. But, um, and there is a, huh. I mean, the controversy, I guess, is, well, there's a whole section here that says controversy. It says, um, it is often associated with traditional Native American cuisine. Some Native American chefs respect it as a symbol of colonialism, or reject it, rather. Inge- uh-huh. uh, indigenous chef Sean Sherman calls it everything that isn't Native American food, writing that it represents per- uh, perseverance and pain, ingenuity, and resilience. It reminds me of when uh, the army brought all the spam to the islands, to mm-hmm. the Pacific Islands mm-hmm. during the war, and now spam yeah, and is like part just of everything. Loves it. 
Yeah. Hawaii can't get enough of Spam Masubi and stuff, right? Yeah. And they and we look, we Utah literally named after the Ute Indians. Okay. That's the name of our state. Uh I felt like I had a really good uh relatively good education growing up about Native American studies and just kind of generally mm-hmm. pretty good. But in this one case, I don't all I know is I'd go to a fair and there'd be Navajo tacos and we'd all get excited and eat them. And that's all I know yeah. about it. So yeah. Huh. Very interesting. All anyway, right, well, there yeah, you go. For those who didn't know that, Utah, based on the Utes. That's why... The more you know. <laughs> that's why... I uh, mean, it's, it's uh, kind of like French fries, right? How, you oh, know, right. they're they're modeled after Belgian frites. Yeah. And uh, we just attribute them to the French, and even the French didn't really have anything to do with them. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I had two, and I regret it. Okay? That's all <laughs> They were good. They were good enough. Yeah. I won't say they were yeah. very... They didn't, they didn't... They weren't, like, fantastic, but they... They got the job done. Yeah, cool. the more you know. Nice. Good job, all band kind. <laughs> well done. Make that a show title. Uh, the Utes, like that's why, why why it's controversial here where people want to change the University of Utah's team from the Utes to the fighting Utes to something else um, out of sensitivity for Native American stuff. But they uh, they argue, or some have argued, well, no, we're just like, it's Utah Utes. Like with the whole state's named after an Indian tribe or a Native American tribe, and they don't want us to change it. I don't know. It's complicated, man. All I know is uh, there weren't enough beans. Okay, back to the point. <laughs> Not enough right. beans. All right, we got an email from Frank Whirl. Whirl. Frank Whirl. Would you say Whirl? Be I would say Whirl. Yeah, W E H E. Or yeah, because you wouldn't do the Whirl. Yeah, okay. Whirl. What a wonderful Whirl. whirl. Uh, he says this. Uh, he sent this email to uh, what is it? The morning stream at gmail.com is our email address. And he said, Dear Shredded Wheat and Banana Nut Crunch, he's a serial defender, he says. Okay. All right. I've been listening to your recent discussions and criticisms of grape nuts. <laughs> Sorry. I just saw that guy again in my head. I know you wanted to. You wanted to. Do, <laughs> I don't know how to do his angry, voice. I don't know how to do it. But I'd angry love, letter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, he says I've been waiting on someone to speak up and defend this bastion of my youth. Well, I blame your parents if that was a bastion of your youth. But anyway, <laughs> but not. Or sorry, since no one has done it yet, I suppose I'll have to. I grew up with grape nuts. There's a, there's a reason nobody's done it yet. Yeah, because they're eating rocks, dude. Yeah, That's why exactly. no one's done it. Yes. Um, it says, I grew up with grape nuts in the house as a kid, mostly due to my mother, who infrequently ate uh, ate it when not rushing out the front door for, uh, in the mornings. I think I liked it, though heavily drowning it in sugar. <laughs> well, he's really going to bat for this, isn't he? Yeah. <clears throat> I think I liked it, but I had to bury it in sugar to see if it was okay. Yeah. Anyway, he says he did it mostly for the texture. No, you did it for the taste as well. You just didn't know it. For the sugar taste, yeah. Yeah. After having to wait 10 minutes for the milk to soak in, yes, it's one of those rare instances where the cereal tastes the uh, better soggy than fresh. Yeah, because it's grape nuts. Yeah, because it will break something in your mouth if you don't let it. That's Here's the thing. If you have to drown it in sugar and wait for it to get soft in milk for 10 minutes, uh, maybe that's not a good cereal. Yeah, this is a terrible argument so far. Your Honor, I, <laughs> I protest your Honor. I implore you, I Your implore Honor. I implore you. This is a terrible defense. All right. It says, goes on say, let's see. Oh, I <clears throat> I don't really buy it much anymore, but every, one, <laughs> every once in a blue moon, uh, I'll pick up a box and remind, it'll remind me of my mother who passed away far too early at the age of 59. That is too early. 
59's too early. Don't be dying so early, everybody. Everybody live longer. Yeah. Um, and then I have to finish it so no one else in my house will touch the stuff. Oh, because no one else will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really? This is a terrible defense, by the way. I know. Uh, yeah. I know I'm not really giving a ringing, endorse- a ringing endorsement here, um, but I thought I would share the rest of the story. He says, I appreciate the laughs you guys bring to us in these weird days. Keep it up, Frank. Well, Frank, you haven't convinced me. I'm still... Still firmly in the camp of I don't want to eat your your freaking aquarium rocks. Thank you very much. Yeah, you didn't do it. <laughs> Back. I mean, okay. Yeah. If you use it as a as texture for a bowl of yogurt, right? You're not having a bowl of grape nuts. You're having a bowl of yogurt, and you're sprinkling some grape nuts on there for texture. Sure. That's one thing. Right. But if you're dedicating, you're saying, all right, biggest item in the bowl is grape nuts. Apparently, the second biggest item in the bowl is sugar. Yeah, and then the milk to turn it into a sludge to liquefy it yeah yeah it's uh you're not selling me at nope, all nope uh your client you owe your client uh legal fees for for your for your exactly. terrible defense yes. of your of your client your client being grape nuts so well done uh yes. hey i heard you got to see uh barry ann and bobby folks <laughs> i did yes they left just a little bit ago uh right before the show started to head to the airport but uh uh, Barry and Bobby Ann uh, were our guests last night. Actually, they stayed with us, but they took us out for an incredible meal over at the Wolf's Tailor. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, the men- tell me about this menu real quick. Brian sends this menu over, and it looked oh, like... Oh, well, that's a different place. Oh, yeah. all right, all right. The Wolf's, Wolf's Tailor was a, is a restaurant where you, you, again, because of COVID, they put these up last year, and... Um, they're like yurts. They're tents, like safari tents. Okay. And you've got one all to yourself. And they just keep bringing you food. They peek in, see if you need anything. There's a little fireplace in there and um, lights and decorations and stuff on the wall. And uh, and they just keep bringing us, uh, you know, bringing us food and amazing stuff. Sounds really, fantastic. Really stuff. Yeah, I'd be into yes. that. Sounds and wine cool. pairings with each course and... Mm. Um, octopus and and curry and a duck leg and that was all it was all amazing strange combination but all right it is now even though they gave us dessert you know we have this thing just about every time we go out to dinner with the folks we we go out and get dessert afterwards and so indeed we did and and last time they were here i took them to this place called the little man ice cream shop which is like the Willy Wonka of ice cream shops. There's pulleys and cables and ice cream zipping around all over the ceiling is going by and, you know, bubbling machines that don't do anything. And this machine over here that has a little zap. You know, oh, Tesla I love stuff like that. That's great. Stuff like that. Were there, were there, and, was it run by a little like Peter Dinklage looking guy or no? Wouldn't it be great if it was? Yeah, yeah no, there's no little man. I don't, we've never seen a little man there, okay. but maybe there is somewhere. All right. But instead, we said, oh, we got another place we want to take you. It's called Frozen Matter. And this is uh, close to downtown. It's an ice cream shop. And uh, you walk in, typical ice cream shop, right? You've got your display case full of ice creams and and, and uh, accoutrements and cones and things like that. And then sure. off in the corner is the walk-in freezer. Mm. And uh, you say, oh, I'd like to check out the walk-in freezer. And she's, yep, go ahead. And you go to the walk-in freezer. And there's a light switch. You flick the light switch and then you wait and you stand back. The door opens, the freezer door opens and a guy says, yeah, can I see your IDs? And you show him your IDs. And then he walks you back to a speakeasy that's what? hidden behind the ice cream shop. No way. That's awesome. Love and you, you basically walk through the walk-in freezer. You have to walk through freezer at that point. Sure. 
And uh, and this place, and I sent you the menu from this place. I can't remember what the name of the because the speakeasy does have a different name. Well, it says Bartender's Choice. Is that the name? That's no, like it's something like uh, Spectral Speakeasy or something like that. Oh, interesting. And um, uh, but the restaurant or the 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 bar is it's like the film sack of bars. <laughs> Every drink is named after a really bad movie. I love it. With, complete with the logo from that really bad movie. So yeah, look, um, they were using fonts and everything, like the lawnmower yeah. man, the eraser head, right. uh, the brain right. dead, whatever. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, Bobby Ann had the Hollywood Chainsaw Hooker, which was delicious. <laughs> uh, the Wicker Man is uh, an herbal floral uh, Saint George uh, terroir gin. Um, Tell me that has lemon, honey, honey or something in it, right? It's got to have honey yep, in it. It's got honey, of course. Bees, oh. bees. Might have to be bees. Might have to be bees. Um, <laughs> and then on the wall, they've just got projected one garbage movie after another and it just keeps you know showing dumb movies it's like oh i don't know what this is i had to look it up but the movie that was playing last night while we were drinking was um let's see if i can find it it's agency of vengeance dark rising wow wow and it looked like something that we should watch for film sec it looked you know it's demons fighting but like teenagers fighting demons and uh uh it looked Get us on that list. That sounds like one for us. Yeah, I mean, we may it may there you know there are things that are just too bad for film sack, and this might be one of them. <laughs> but if you even pull up the movie poster, you'll see what it's trying to be. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so we had our drinks there, and then came back and uh, and crashed for the night. But it was um, it was a great evening. It was a lot of fun. And uh, you guys are great. Really I miss seeing them. I'm jealous. I I can't. Yeah. I couldn't have been there. I'd love to see those guys. And and so their daughter, matching. their daughter's going back from, or no, she's doing a semester near home or something, right? Something like that. Uh, yeah. Well, she's she goes to college here at uh, in Fort Collins, up at uh, CSU. Yeah. And this was a just a visiting her trip as opposed to oh, a, okay. a um, taking her there, or bringing her back. But gotcha. they'll be back in the fall, and uh, that's great. We'll see them again when they pass through again. Yeah. Heck yeah. Go get some more. Yeah. Chicken legs but, uh, mixed with uh, ostrich nuts or whatever you do. <laughs> right. But Barry and I wore our matching Hey Girl uh, oh, t-shirts nice. from that uh, TMS play date. <laughs> with the draw, the t-shirt drawing game. Did you plan to wear them? Did you? Was it a, yes. Well, oh. he told me he was wearing his, and so I surprised him and wore mine today. Oh, you're like a couple of schoolgirls. I love this. This is awesome. Like a couple of schoolgirls. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Well, anyway. Barry and Bobby, Anne, I hope you have a safe trip the rest of your way. Did they drive or fly, or what was their deal? They flew, but they're driving to the airport right now, so I'm sure they're listening to you uh, talk about them right now. Well, here to you us, go. To us talk about them. Here you go, Barry. Barry. All right. Enjoy. Jill. What, do I have a Jill? I don't have a Bobby Ann clip, or I'd play it. Right. Uh, maybe I do. Do you have a Bobby clip? Let's see. I got Bobby? I got sure a... you've got a Hank Hill Bobby clip. Okay, that's not it. Bob is hungry. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but I never get to bond with Bobby on account of he's not good at much. Yeah, but it's a he reference. Yeah. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I should like to welcome you. That's Bob Barker. <laughs> that's Bob Hope. I mean it, Bob. Okay, I can't find a good one. <laughs> I have a lot of Bob. Oh, wait, here we go. Wake up, Bobby. There you go. Wake up, There you go. Wake up, Bobby. It's time to get on the road. I'm full of of octopus and chicken legs. All right. Uh, We're going to, what are we going to do now? We're going to call Brian Dunaway. 
talk to him, play a little game, mm-hmm. win some prizes for contestants, all that stuff. Uh, Fabulous Royalius. You guys are going to want to call us. 801-471-0462 is the number. And uh, if you call in, you can participate and be a potential winner today in today's edition of Babel Royale, which begins now. Welcome to Babel Royale, a twice-weekly thing we do on TMS to try to win some prizes for a listener and have some fun with our good pal Brian Dunaway, who's on the phone right now. Hi, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Hi. Hi, Brian. Are, are we you? here to have fun or what? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Are you at work right Slow now? Down. You Slow at, down, Johnson. Are you at work? You're at work, right? Yeah. Why, why, why would you want, where else would I be? <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to dox you. <laughs> you got to let me dox it's you. Freaking, it's a freaking Monday and it's not even a holiday. Uh, of course I'm at work. Yeah, you're at work. You're a work man. On my lunch break. Yeah. Need not worry anyone. Yeah. I take my lunch break from about 1138 minutes ago until 1230. Oh, very nice. Well, I'm glad that we destroy your entire lunch break with this silly nah. game. Uh, we Man, have a- what else am I going to do? I just eat a sandwich and uh, I wait for you guys to call. It's, well, a, it's, a, it's a good life. I'm happy to hear it. We have a listener on it's the line life. who is going to participate <laughs> with us. They've been holding very patiently to find out who it is. Hi, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Stephanie. 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 <laughs> yeah. From up north in Madison, Milwaukee. Yep. Mad- Madison. Ma- Madison, Wisconsin. No. Yes. yes. No, you're doxing me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do your street address and zip next, but we'll, we'll save that for a different day. Scott's the worst at doxing. I am the worst. Man. I do it accidentally that's, that's all the for time. for the blackmail. There you go. Uh, hey, it's good, go. To, good to have you here. We're happy to, to be playing with you again, and uh, we're going to do that uh, shortly. But Brian, first, you must explain these rules and tell Stephanie what she might win. Well, okay. Uh, Stephanie, I'm going to be giving Scott and Brian a topic. They're going to go back and forth giving me answers that fit that topic. If one of them gives a wrong answer, it's going to come up a lot. A repeated answer, or it takes too long to come up with an answer, that'll happen too. The win will go to the other player. Your job is to predict who's going to come out on top based on the topic. Today, you are playing for a prize package from Scott, including a Mad Max mystery figurine. Mad Max figurine road uh, a frog pants print pack and a deck of scott johnson naked playing Ooh. cards oh i guess just regular playing cards. just regular old ass playing cards with oh. naked people in them so it'll be fine. <laughs> but you can choose to be naked or not i'm oh, yeah. how you play them is naked yeah how you play them is completely entirely up to you exactly yeah. completely up to you if you strip poker go fish i don't care whatever yeah. but they work for all of those games <laughs> yeah well you better should make sure you get that right before you end up at a kid's game that's right <laughs> strip, go fish. don't do that too yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. okay all right, right. learn sure your you're lesson clear. yeah uh, awesome. All right, your topic, Go fish grandma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back in 1965, we started teaching small children how to perform surgery, oh. and uh, that was because of a game called Operation and Operation. a dude called Cavity Sam who laid on the table, and you had to pull little pieces out of his body uh, without uh, without touching the metal with the little picker uppers, or his nose would light up. I didn't know he had a name. He was, it would do more than just light up. The whole thing yeah. would shake. <clears throat> vibrate yeah. and and uh, uh, that noise is just horrible. Yeah. Noise. Um, there are uh, 13, as of 2003 or 2004, 13, they one, 13 different th- uh, parts of Cavity Sam that you can remove. I want to know how many of those you can name. <laughs> this isn't, you're right. This is an insane topic. 
Um, I came up with this like, you know, half an hour before the show thinking, yeah. oh, this would be a fun one. Yeah. This is going to be a really good one. I'm really interested in this. But if I remember correctly, it was like, it wasn't just like straight up stuff. So how, how right, close do exactly. we have to be? It's I, not will like, be I will be generous because, because I have to be generous. So right, uh, right. Okay. if you can describe the piece or even tell me what part of the body it came from, then. Uh, right. Then that I'll might give, be enough. But... I give you I give you a, a description without going into the in yes. the body. So like, sure. if I was to say, you know, like remove a head of hair, it might be called curly cues or something. Right, on exactly. His head. So as long as okay, it, okay, all right, they had right. silly names. Yep, exactly. Okay. As, right. as Guacmar says, they were full of idioms. Just uh, like now you show. go. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> yeah. This show is full of idioms, but it's spelled different. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So, Stephanie, hearing the topic, who do you feel good about uh, on this one? And who do you want to go first? If I fake an Irish accent and pretend to be Claire Gack, can I win either way? <laughs> you know what I'm going nice. to call that? That's calling out Brian Ibbett for being soft on Claire Gack that one. Day. It is. That it totally is. Yeah. Deserved. Uh, Deserved. <laughs> I don't know. Can you do uh, a good I accent? Try. Not, not, that, not that he's going to do <laughs> it, but can you do a good accent? Like, I want to kind of hear. Oh, yeah, oh, really. Weird. Before we even make any decisions uh, on it. Oh, 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 oh that's amazing. Know. You did it. You nailed <laughs> wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't give those it. away for I free, man. It. Get something <laughs> in return. It's an Irish person giving birth, it sounds like, I think. <laughs> Listen, is that you? T- is that you carrying your gold away? Is that? Yeah, that's what the Irish do. They carry their gold away. <laughs> Pot of gold. Take away my lucky charms. Mm. All right. All well, right. Anyway, uh, who do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I definitely think uh, Dunaway is um, reflecting more confidence. So I will say he wins, and I guess I will have Scott go first. All right. Okay. I like right. this plan. Um, and you're right to assume I have less confidence in this because I didn't even know the guy had a name. Cavity. What is oh, it? Oh, yeah. Cavity, Cavity Sam. Yeah. Cavity that's Sam. a, and it's, Sam. it's not like, it's funny. It's, it's a name that's been given to him over the years or, or, or whatever. I don't think it's even in the instructions or on the box that he's, Interesting. that he's, his name is Cavity Sam, but it's so like his unofficial name. There's a, a fun fact, by the way, the yeah. guy who created it, um, what is his name? Uh, Marvin Glass sold the rights. Uh, no, I'm sorry. John Spinello, who created the game, University of Illinois, industrial design student, sold his rights to the game to uh, Marvin Glass, Milton Bradley for $500 oh. and just recently could not afford an operation of his own. And oh, irony. Surely, that thing was old as dirt. How is... This guy's got to be like 120, right? How is he? How is this thing? It's not that old. Created in 65. I mean, really? I thought it was earlier than that. Okay. It's pretty new. Um, By by time standards, pretty new. All right. I'm going to start with. uh, Well, hold on. The commercial, the lady. Don't don't try to overthink it. No, I have to. I don't know what else to do. They say something about a. Don't touch his funny bone. So so funny. There you go. That's that is actually one of the ones he always did in the commercial. Yeah, but they're not. But, they, but if you're not to touch the funny bone, then that's not the, something you're going to remove. Then right? Don't touch his funny. Don't touch his funny. You're thinking too hard. Is it his funny bone? It is his funny bone. Yeah, it is a weird. It is a weird thing in the commercial, right? Because they do say, "Don't touch his funny bone." Yeah. Or maybe we're remembering it 
differently. Oh, it no, maybe I guess with Funny Bone yeah. definitely being in the commercial because well, I remember Funny going. Bone was in the commercial, but did they say don't touch his Funny Bone? Mm, I'm going to find the commercial. Why would they say that they, when that's completely said, the opposite yeah, of the way no, the game is played? Just say, yeah. That's why careful, I'm asking. Don't touch the sides or something like that. Yeah. But this is Try pers- the new game Monopoly. Make sure you go to jail. Spend as much time as you can in jail. <laughs> that's why I ask. <laughs> my property. Uh, I know the mom comes down and says, may I play and all that. Well, here, here, I got, here's some audio. All right, let's hear hear this together. (laughs) It's my turn to apply. Operate. Well, hold on. Are you going to see names of parts? Ooh, ooh, that's a good question. Oh, I better, I'll I'll pause it. I don't want to see names of parts. (laughs) Ooh, that's a, ooh. Here, I'll, you know what? I'll hide the tab. Let me do this. Oh, I'm feeling a little bit, uh. Here, I'm going to hide the tab and not look anywhere near, even, even though I can't see it. Here we go. (laughs) Why are there British kids? Is this British kids? Yes, it's Operation, kids. the mad Your doctor's heart? game. Take out his ferrets to 100 Well, hold on, hold on, Never mind. I didn't realize they were going to say a bunch of names. It's out. It's gone. What did you think they were going to do? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I win no matter what. <laughs> so, actually. All right, so spare ribs we can't use because. I just, what? Of course just, we can. He just my said it. Ribs. The kid just said it's it. not my fault you played it. Yeah, it's know. not my fault you gave the answer away. Well, spare ribs. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not. You can't say your turn it. yet. Wait, did I, say, say. did I say funny bone and did that count? Yeah, funny bone counted. You got the right. you got the first point. Yes. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> I am you know, Why not? I'm going to allow spare ribs because what the hell is Scott <laughs> doing playing video? That's your own dumb fault. Of that That's your own Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to hear how he says the funny bone. I didn't know they they made we'll, references. We'll we'll pull up the commercial afterwards. Somebody uh, work on finding the like the timestamp of don't touch his funny bone if yeah. you can, and then we'll yeah we'll play and that also, after. Also, I don't after. think I, there's that was a British version of the commercial. I don't think it's the same one we used to see. So I don't know. But anyway, all right, right. Um, no, definitely wasn't. Yeah. Uh, let's do. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure they took his heart out, right? Hmm. They did. did. They? Yeah, okay. um, I'll give that to you. Uh, it was a yeah. broken heart. It was heart shaped oh. with a crack going through it. Because mm, it's clever. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, the term "broken heart" refers to an emotional feeling in which someone is very sad or a reason, such as a breakup with a romantic partner. Oh. Thank you for no. explaining that. Oh, who do you think uh, uh, Sam was going out with that broke his heart? <laughs> I don't know, but it was somebody who was obviously very disappointed by his lack of genitalia. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't that's right he didn't have a unit he's naked on the on the operating table and there's there's no peen peen hey Dunaway no, exactly. don't say penis because it's not there and he's got a really bad haircut yeah <laughs> besides the funny bone which I always went for first I always went always went for the horse mm-hmm. and uh the horse yeah the horse there's a horse because mm-hmm. it, it was so freaky because it was so skinny across the middle it was yeah. so weird yep <laughs> Let's definitely uh, just say of course after we said a horse <laughs> of course this horse yes That's yes the horse. charlie Bonus horse points. a small horse, horse um that makes sense near the hip joint uh sudden spasm in the leg or foot that can be cured by massage or stretching okay. i would have never known what the crap that was when i was a kid though charlie horse what is that charlie horse. now this now it makes me, me laugh this reminds me of that two-point hospital game i've been playing recently where um all the stuff like you've, uh, your patients have it's basically like a hospital tycoon game but the right. the illnesses are like lightheadedness, but it's dudes with light bulbs in their head and their yeah. Nose. Of course, can right. you play? The, can you play the commercial after we uh, after <laughs> yeah. do yours? I'll go ahead and do that. I'll go ahead and do that. Um, yeah. All right. Let's do. Uh, I'm just trying to look at him. He looks so distressed on that table. Mm-hmm. 
Also, I don't think he was under any sort of anesthesia. I think he was clearly just, not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's do. But he did. Um, he did seem to be like a bit of a. Wait, lush, are you looking though. at a picture of him with like all the cutaway holes of where? No, no. I just. Okay. Can, okay. Just oh, you're visualizing. Picture. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A picture of him. <laughs> but I remember him being such a lush though with that big old red nose. Yeah, I know. He's yeah. a drinker. Yeah. Well, the nose Had was part of the indicator, right? It would buzz when the you nose was. Yeah, light up and buzz visual, up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking. I mean, here we go. Yeah. We're going to electrocute kids into being surgeons. Really is what it I is. really wish it would have really electrocuted you a little bit. I mean, it scared you because <laughs> it vibrated, but man, yeah, it was it, it was an implied electrocution because of the the feeling yeah. of your tweezers picking up parts, yeah. touching that <clears throat> thing. Yeah. Um. Did he have a little? Uh, I have a memory of the toy having a little plastic uh, wishbone. Do you have a wishbone? Uh, yeah. Say, yeah. say wishbone. wishbone. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it is a wishbone, similar to that of a chicken, located on the left side of the chest. The uh, the first furcula, furcula, which is a bone found in the uh, in birds and other animals. We don't have one, right? Humans don't. We don't have a wishbone. No. Okay. no. Do we have a wishbone? I don't know. That, I don't know. Did you just ask did, if we have a wishbone? Yeah. Did, did you, did you ever watch uh, Hannibal Lecter? Like, did he ever say, Clarice? Let's make a wish. <laughs> I always keep it, and I let it dry out overnight. And now let's put it apart. <laughs> okay. No. The other one I always went for was the bread basket. Ah, the yeah, bread basket. Yeah, they had a nice little handle. It was all kind of large, and we were always going for the easy stuff first. Yeah, it's a slice of bread with a small notch taken out of the top, uh, so that you had actually a place to grip it. Uh, it's a slang term for the stomach, the bread basket. Yes, I actually knew what that one meant. Okay, well, well I, yeah, I would hope so. I don't actually, okay. I think I'm out, but I'm going to go ahead and try. Okay. And just say uh, ankle bone. something in his hand. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Is that too vague? I, boy. <laughs> like is, uh, is it medical or is it, uh, is it medical? How do, you, how do you feel, Brian? Do you have more? Because I'll give it to oh, you. Oh, yeah. I feel like you've got <laughs> I mean, it's no, I'm almost out. We're, we're, in we're already, you know, we've already crossed the line of. Uh, of I'm just <laughs> Jenny's calling him. this a flawed premise right now. Right, point. right. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm going to give it to you. Writer's cramp. Um, oh, okay. There's a pencil. Oh, so now we're just vague areas. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> a pencil in the forearm. Uh, of course, the writer's cramp, soreness in the wrist. Oh, okay. Oh, I remember by, that uh, pencil. That's right. Yeah. There was a pencil in the forearm. Yeah. I didn't understand that though. Easy Writer's to pick cramp. up too. Easy to pick up. Yeah, that was one of the. That was usually one of the first ones we would go for. Um, yep. All right. It's up to you now. Mm, now I'm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Did I already say it? Ooh, I can't remember if I already said it or not. Oh. No, I think Scott said. Scott said wishbone. He asked him about it. So he. We you did. I don't. I'm pretty sure we didn't say. <laughs> butterflies in the stomach. Oh, we did not. What? Butterflies sure in the stomach. Yep. Is that a large butterfly part? in the middle of the torso? You'll notice that all the ones that I'm going for are the ones that I, that were the easy ones, right? Because you could pick it up by the antenna really, yeah. really easily. Yeah. Yes. So wait a minute. Was that embedded in the bread basket? Are they adjacent to each other? No. No, they were just in different places. Okay. The, the butterfly was actually a little bit higher. Don't you remember in the how chest. fat this guy was? He was pretty yeah. big. Yeah. He, he was, was a big. lush man. <clears throat> yeah, his big red nose, and he looked stressed. Um. All right. Yeah. Well. Well, you would too if you were going under operation. Yeah, you're was not his wrong. eyes? I don't remember. Were his eyes open or were they closed? They were open, dude. That I remember that. Yeah, they wide open like a big the, the, yeah, angry eyebrows to him. Looking at him right now, super angry oh. eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. was yeah. there eyes that you could pluck out? It's like surgery under surgery? duress. He was not into it. 
Um, all right, I, I'm to out. Put the oh. electro probe. Uh, his brain, probably right. Oh, like a brain. Yeah, a good one. Some yeah, sort of brain unit. Well, brain surgery. Yeah. Like well, good as a matter of fact, in 2004, uh, Milton Bradley said, "Hey, we're going to add a new part to Cavity nice. Sam." And so they had a gave the ch- fans a chance to vote on what what uh, um, what part they wanted added, and they added brain freeze. Oh, so it's, oh, an, ice, brain it's an ice cream cone at uh, located in the brain, okay. and uh, oh, it's an ice cream cone. I was just yeah, guessing like zones here. I, I, I yeah, gotta... that's modern. That's two thousand four. So unless you bought this for the kids, but that counts, right? That counts. It counts. Yeah, I'm giving okay. you brain. Yeah. All right, I'm giving you brain. Give me some Get brain. brain. Get listen, listen, Stephanie's already won. Yeah. So we've, you know, <laughs> it was all it, we, she was. She had won after that Claire Gack impression. So since then, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dunaway. Let's see if you know any more. Even though she's won. Well, I want to say okay. So we did. Scott did the wrist, and earlier I said something about the foot, and I'm, it seemed like it was like. Something in the foot. It could be wrist, ankle. I don't know. Something in the. I'm gonna go with the, the the ankle bone is connected to the leg bone. Good enough. Yeah, the ankle bone connected to the knee bone. This was um, hmm. a different piece, right? Because it wasn't a little plastic piece. It was a rubber band that you oh, actually right. had to stretch between yes. a peg in the ankle and a peg in the knee without touching the. Oh uh, right. Uh, oh my gosh! Sides. I forgot about that one. We never had that one in there. Well. Who's going to keep up with a rubber band? Like that and the pencil were usually the first things to to get lost because you couldn't just use any rubber band for that. (laughs) No. It had to be be the right right length. Right. It had to be from your braces style. Mm It had to be short enough. Yeah, those little rubber. Yeah, your little rubber band braces things that a kid used to have. Uh, There are only three left. Wow. Should we try to guess them? Let's try to guess them. Even though she's one. Are you out, Scott? Is that it? Is that game over? Well, I'll just. Okay. I'll guess one. Guess I'll guess one, guess one, and you tell me if I'm wrong here. Uh, there you go. Uh, what part of the body have we not talked about? Uh, t- t- some kind of foot unit deal. Foot t- unit. T- foot toe, unit deal. Toes or something. Ooh, down there. stub toe. <sighs> Ooh, like a a big old crunchy stub toe. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to you. Yeah, there's a uh, wrenched ankle. So, in his other foot, besides the uh, the the knee bone, ankle bone thing, the other one has a wrench. I would have never guessed that. It's stuck in the right ankle. And, right. Uh, so it's actually a little wrench, like a little wrench. Shape, that much. Yeah. Little wrench bone looking thing. In, in wrench, England, wrench they call it a spanner. To the <laughs> knee bone. Nice. Yeah, they do call it a spanner over there. Yeah. Confusing. Which I know. Right, do what? they call it a spannered ankle? <laughs> I don't like, know. how does that work? Yeah. In, uh, well, I only have one more. Okay. And All you right. said there's how many left? Three more? There's two left. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called, but it was something Adam's rib or something like that. Is this, it was, I don't know, I'm sure something clever. I'm oh, it's think, probably uh, an Adam's like apple. Spare rib, maybe, or barbecue ribs. or. Well, we did uh, spare ribs already. That was already. Yes. Yes. We did spare ribs? Yeah. Play on the Adam. Adam's. Oh, Adam's apple. Yeah. There you go. Adam's yeah. apple. Yeah. There you go. That makes sense. Duh, of course. There's like a little apple in there. 
There's an oh, apple. So there, and there's still one more left? What else did we not there's do? still one more. Uh, I'll tell you the part of the body if you want it. Or do you have a uh, guess, yeah. Scott? I guess it is Scott's turn to guess, technically. Um, It's a rectum where there's a giant... Oh, holy. <laughs> damn near rectum. <laughs> right. Pull the rectum, damn near killed him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have no idea. I can't think of what else... What part of the body have we not done? They've all been covered. There's a pail of water... Uh, in the leg above the red, wrenched ankle. <laughs> okay. Is a pail of water above his wrenched ankle? Yep, it's water on the knee. Water oh, on the knee, geez. of course. Water on the knee. That is so dumb. <laughs> is it, though? Could you come up with better things for the body? No. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Could be. Maybe. Apparently, um, there's a mobile. Somebody was saying there's a mobile version of the game. Well, that makes perfect sense. What, is that? what does that do? Flash the camera at you or something? We'd. How do you play the star you? They'll make you noise. Just, and, you just pinch and zoom to get close in and then pick it up. Yeah, and your phone, your phone does it does haptics. Yeah, but it does. doesn't do, it doesn't do that stress inducing vibration. No, no, like the operation game. When I was younger, I thought that game actually electrocuted you. I thought that was the whole idea. Well, I did too because yeah. it was like, Arr! and it probably did if you weren't careful. If you did something, yeah. Wrong. I mean, nothing shook more than that other than the uh, the football game. Where you put all the pieces and you just oh, turn yeah. the vibration on and they just wiggle wherever they <laughs> yes! want to. Yes. Oh, love that. Love that game. Yeah. And quarterback would always fall over. Yeah. Yeah. Punk. Early, I had a hockey version of that. I love that stuff. It was stupid yeah. toys, but man, it's what, it's what we had. sacked. It's what we had. All right. Well, so in our yeah. in our Discord chat, by the way, is the um the thirty commercial? second commercial might okay. be in there. The don't touch oh, cool. is funny bone. Let's find out. Here we go. I mean, this is a newer commercial. This is not the one I saw when I was a kid. No. But, but still, that's okay. Let's see what we get. Yeah. Doctor, my belly aches. You got butterflies in your stomach. <laughs> you got a Charlie horse. Operation. A broken heart of corn. Operation. The white stripe is true. Operation. I'm the doctor for you. Operation. Remove the pieces and collect your fee, but don't touch the sides. <laughs> Dang it, don't touch the sides. Is that what they always said? Yeah, don't touch the sides. Yeah, don't touch the sides. Yeah. That's what I said earlier. Uh, I didn't maybe, even... maybe it's get his funny bone. Don't touch the sides. Don't touch like the sides. That's what the kids would say at each other. I said, don't touch the sides. I oh, J.C. J- J- Calhoun posted old commercial with American voices instead of UK voices. All right, I'll let's do that. Discord if you want that one. By, by the way, I have no recollection. We obviously played this game very specifically for the, you know, the scare of it. And didn't yeah. play by the rules because it says collect the fee. Was yeah, for each, yeah, for each piece you take out. So you draw a card and it tells you what right. piece to take out. And each piece is worth a different amount. So the harder pieces like um, the Charlie Horse, the Funny Bone are worth $200. The oh, Brain is that. now worth $600. The Bread Basket is $1,000. But the easy yeah. ones like the the pencil writer's cram. Did like anyone did any of you kids did any of you kids play that proper? Because never I never played, played it proper. No, no, it was always just like, I'm gonna get this one, I'm gonna yeah, get this one. No, I'm, don't pretty, touch I'm, I'm pretty that's sure we rarely had the pieces. They were lost all the time. Like, I mean sometimes yeah. I just put the box between my legs and, and <laughs> put the probe right on the on the broken heart <laughs> and just let it go. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my lord. All right, I'm gonna play this commercial. <laughs> we're gonna hear it finally and forever. Here we go. Here she comes. It's my turn to operate. Operate? Butterfingers. It's Operation, the wacky doctor's Here's game. Your battery's not in remember. Take out his spirits for $100. Oh, you'll never do that. Don't touch the side. Uh, here goes his funny bone. Yeah. It takes a very good... Yeah, here right. goes his funny bone. Yeah, we got to hear her say, may I play? Let me get that. I did it. That's $200 for me. May I play? Operation. <laughs> What That's weirdo right. parent does that? Nobody comes down and says, No, mother, may I? You may not. May I 
play with your kids? Get out of here, mom. These are my friends. You're embarrassing exactly. me. Yeah. Get All your right. own damn. You can afford it. Well, you know what this means, everybody? It means this. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Stephanie, you're once again, I know this has happened before, but you're once again a winner here on the show. How does, yeah. that, how does that feel? Oh, 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 you for, you you remember me. Yeah, you're here. You're, yeah. you're always here. Always with Who us. I was like, how many commercials are they going to play? <laughs> All of them is the answer. Hey, well, they sound so terrible over the, right the phone. One. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, the, the important thing is we need uh, to send these this stuff. So send me an email, scottofrogpants.com. I'll get you your physical winnings. Some way of saying that, I suppose. And uh, congratulations and well played. Oh, that hung up on it. And remember, don't touch this. Oh, too late. Yeah, don't touch oh. the sides. All right. I always thought it was don't touch his funny bone. Why did I, I did it too? It's when really? you said that. Yeah. That's, I remember don't that's touch the definitely sides. a Mandel. I mean, it wouldn't. It doesn't make sense, obviously, because why right. would you tell, why would you describe the game in a way that's not the way it's played? But. Right. Well, we've also learned something today, right. which is that that is, that is a dubbed version of a British commercial. So the British commercial wasn't dubbed. <laughs> And it's the exact same oh, people. Really, really interesting. And it's dubbed so over with visuals. English, or not English? It's okay. English, or sorry, American accent dub version of an English commercial. American English versus that's really weird. What, what a weird. Make thing. sure to remove his fish and chips. Put <laughs> <laughs> take out the lorry. I, can't. I don't know why you'll have to go up here. <laughs> I'd do Philip if I didn't feel bad about Philip dying, so I'll right, hold yeah. off on doing Philip. Uh, all right. Hey, Brian. We didn't Dunaway. cause that one, people. No, that wasn't us. We didn't do it. Uh, hey, uh, or maybe relentlessly over and over saying that name eventually killed him. I don't know. <laughs> but Dunaway and uh, I do a video game show. It's on Tuesdays, so tomorrow at 3.30 Mountain Time, you'll be able to watch The Boop Show, and I think I finally yeah. settled on what game I'm going to talk about. I went through a few uh, this week to try to see oh. what would fit, and... Uh, Settled on one that I really like, so you'll have to wait and find out what it is. Brian, anything else you'd like to add? You won't have to wait for me to tell you. I'll be playing it tonight at 5.30 Eastern Time. I'll be playing Wildfire Part 2 of my Boop Show homework. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last time, the developer stopped by and gave us some tips. That was a lot of fun, and I'll talk more about that when we do the Boop Show tomorrow night on Tuesday. Sorry, I just realized while I'm looking at Sam, the operation guy, his belly is... Uh, specifically covering his junk. That's what's happening. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, that was always what's weird about it. It's like he's naked, but he's not naked. No. Right. Exactly. But he's yeah. Mo. He's basically Mo. Look at that hair. He's Mo. <laughs> he is. Oh, Mo that's right. He did have that. He did have that Mo shimp or whatever hair. The, the yeah. Really yeah. High cut. Yeah. I guess it was actually Larry, right? Because Mo was. Oh Wait. no no! What Mo was the one with the hair? Mo had that bad Larry hair. Was, yeah. Larry hey, was Mo. curly, right? Or Mer- Mer- ironically, Larry had curly hair, and then curly Larry had no had hair. Curly hair, right? Yeah. Right. Which I guess was the joke. <laughs> well that done, nineteen twenties or thirties, whatever you were. All right, hey Brian, kiss our butts, bye. All right, he's gone. Uh, we're gonna take. Is, a, by oh. the way, speaking of boop and games and stuff, when is that Dorf Romantic? What is? Is that what it's called? Or, oh, that's uh, out now. Or when's it coming to mobile? Or uh, when's it coming to mobile or Mac or something? Because I don't want to. I yeah. could do it via. It's awesome. It, I it needs to be yeah. that needs to be. I can on, probably play it via Steam Link on my Mac, but I want to. I want it on mobile. Yeah, that game deserves to be a touchscreen version. It's really cool. I think it will. They're having massive success, so I think they're going to. Seems like it, and it's really early on. So. Yeah, it's a great game. Uh, all right, watch for that. And then for now, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, our old buddy Bill Duran's joining us. We got a big question for him, and one that kind of applies to me as well. Uh, and Brian, really, uh, all of us, anybody who has to work out rates for like commissions or 
side contract work or whatever. Oh. If you're interested in that kind of discussion, that's coming up next with him. And then, of course, after that, Stephen Schleicher will be joining us as well. Uh, between all of that, we need a song. So, Brian, will you provide said song? Yes, we're going to go to Brooklyn for this one. A woman named Sarah Cicero has released her debut EP called Cold Immaculate Opposite. And it came out Friday. Um, Really good stuff. I listened to it on repeat all weekend long. And um, the big single from the uh, EP is called Indifferent. Hope you like it. I like it. It's Sarah Cicero. Here is Indifferent.
things have been getting out of hand and we need you to mend a few broken pipes. I've heard you're a bit tasty. No messing around or you get a slap. This is the morning stream and I feel fine. I feel fine also. Welcome back to the show, everybody, where we all feel fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel- oh, that song again? Yeah, who, who's Oh, that? yeah, Sarah Cicero, and the song is called Indifferent. The brand new EP, EP is called Cold Immaculate Opposite. Nice! Yes. All right. It's very good. It's very, very good. It sounds very good. Let's get Bill Duran in here. Uh, is that working? It is. And uh, we'll talk to him. Right after I push this button. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. It's Bill Duran joining us from the Pacific Northwest, home of PunishProps.com, the fantastic YouTube channel, and physical premises where all kinds of rad stuff gets made. We talk about making things with Bill, and he comes on Tuesdays, or Bill, no, Mondays. Hi, Bill. Good morning. Hello, this is your public service announcement, letting everyone know that Waterworld is on Netflix right now. Yeah. I watched it again last night, and it is still fantastic. Preach! You're one of my people. Yeah. yeah, I get this uh text from you last night with a big, you know, picture of your TV showing <laughs> liquid ice found. Um it is it is about that time for my annual rewatch anyway, now that it's on uh Netflix in 4K, I believe. I uh I think it's time I rewatched the magnificent, wonderful, much maligned but forever always great Waterworld. <laughs> mhm. <laughs> Uh, hey, it's Bill. Bill, uh, how are you? You doing all right? I mean, Waterworld's great, so you're probably doing great now. Oh, still riding that high. Yeah. 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 How do you get that out of your system? You can't. It'll be there for weeks. Uh, anyway, it's good to have you here. We're going to talk about a very interesting question we got regarding uh, what Bill does uh, for a living. And also, I think in a lot of ways, this will apply to Brian and I, like I said. So I'm just going to read it. This is from somebody named Gondry. I don't know why that sounds familiar, Gondry. Well, there's the director, uh, Michel Gondry, who did... Oh, uh, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, music videos, and he does the... He did uh, um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's what's, yeah. That's why it's familiar. There's I also that the place in Middle Earth, you know, like the Horde of Gondry. Oh. One of my favorite artifacts. Mm. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> well. That might be... Who knows? That might be more... <laughs> <laughs> where this person, if the, if it isn't their real name, where they got their name. Oh, yeah. Likely, now yeah. that you say that, that probably is. <laughs> it's probably exactly where it came from. Uh, yeah. So well done, Bill. We've sussed it out. Anyway, Gondry says this, uh, be he or uh, she or he, I don't know. How does Bill figure out what he would charge for co- uh, commissions and special projects? For that matter, how does anyone do that? Says mm-hmm. Gondry. So a lot of people, I get this question all the time. Like, how do you know what to charge for book illustrations or... Uh, somebody's doing an article and they just want a cover piece and it'll only print once and it's only digital versus print or is it different if you do print? Like I get that all the time. In the case of your stuff, Bill, and I know you don't, you know, you're, you're picky about what commissions you take because you have to mm-hmm. be time-wise, but um, when that does roll around, what kind of advice can you give to Gondry and others who might be trying to price their stuff out? Right. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I get uh, questions like this a lot as well. And the, the reason is because selling anything that's custom made, scratch built, anything like that, selling it to an individual client, especially if, you're, if it's your sole source of income, uh, is really hard, super difficult, right? So if you're struggling, you're not alone. It's 
really, really hard thing to do. It's maybe the hardest uh, part of all of it, to be honest. Absolutely, yeah. Part of it is um, what it is the client has in their head as an expectation is frequently different than what you, the artist, has in your head. Yeah. So a lot of um, the challenge with uh, making a custom commission is that process, figuring that out, the communication between you and the person who wants the thing. Uh, I did prop commissions for a while. Um, that was kind of my main focus from like uh, 2011 to 2015. So I did those for a while. Uh, and then I turned my focus to creating content. Turns out books are one size fits all. So <laughs> I love selling books. Uh, I love selling videos. Um and I also spend more of my time teaching people how to make stuff than uh, making stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Now, during the time that I was doing commission stuff, I don't think I ever charged enough uh, at all. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, I probably came pretty close to breaking even over those like three or four years when I was taking commissions. Um, it's not to say I didn't charge a lot for my work, but I spent a ton of time on it. I spent yeah. so much time on it. Yeah. And the people frequently got something that was way better than what they paid for. And that's great for them. Not as good for me. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's a middle ground because there's a, there is this, there is the sense. um, Everybody always feels this way. Like you're going to overcharge or, or you're going to lose the deal because you're going to, you're going to basically come in so high that they're going to run away. But I can't tell you how many times I've said, like I had a VO thing, a really short VO thing here recently, but I can't talk about because it was NDA, but I did a little short VO and they said, well, what do you what do you charge for that? And I thought, oh, I haven't done this in a while. I don't remember. And I'm like looking up online, like common rates and this and that. And so I came back with what I thought was outrageous. I said, $1,000. And I thought they were going to go, ooh, can we go lower? Or, ooh, sorry, we can't do it. Or ooh, I really thought I was going to kill my deal. They're like, oh, great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Let's, let's get that on paper. And I found out later that they were used to doing four to eight grand for this sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. And I don't wow. know. How do you know? You don't know. Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah. This, I, this, so what you do, here's a trick, Scott. You go, it's $1,000. And if they go, fantastic, you go, well, that's just the speaking fee. We've got to talk about some of my other fees as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. uh, oh, did I say 1000 I meant that's set up. Uh, set up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's really frustrating. It's microphone. It's frustrating because they just... You know, you, you a lot of times you go in blind. <clears throat> Lenonade in the chat just made a really good comment. He says, commission work has no standard. It's really a confidence game. And in a lot of ways, I think there are some standards around the periphery. But in the for the most part, that's true. It's a matter of you having the confidence to say, all right, well, they're coming to me for these reasons. And it's all a little nebulous, but you kind of have to do the math in your head. It's like your value is more than just the hours and more than just the materials yeah. and more just yeah, more yeah, than yeah, just right. the combination or else they go anywhere. So why are they coming to you and what what is that value? You also don't want to screw people. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. it's still it's still even after all of that, it's still like throwing darts. You just not yep. sure if you're yeah, gonna hit is. the right mark or not. Now, there might not be standards, but there is definitely gonna be depending on where you're working, right? Um, but like for me in the prop game, if a company came to me and said, We want you to build a prop for our booth for 
uh, E3 or <laughs> that's a bad example. They're not doing a physical E3. You know, remember we used to do those things. Oh yeah, and they yeah. had booths. Yeah, you they had booths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They had people that. and lines, yeah. and there was computer. They people would play video games one after the other, the same oh. controller and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So um, they there may be an industry, not necessarily a standard, but they may have an expectation, yeah. right? They may have done other work like that before. And I, uh, if I fall outside of their expectations, they're probably going to turn me down. Right. The, um, the, the real takeaway though, is that learning what to charge for your work and what to charge for your time is something that you, I, at least I've had to learn over and over again through lots of trial and error. Um, I, I, I have been underpaid more than I've been overpaid. <laughs> Uh, so I've tried to learn from those experiences where I lowballed myself uh, on a job. Yeah. Um, there, there are a few obvious things when it comes to figuring out what you're, what to charge. So like your material costs, that's easy for me to figure out. I know how much silicone or plastic or foam or rubber that's material costs are pretty easy to figure out and they're really easy to justify to your client. You're like, look, I had to go buy all this stuff (laughs) to make your thing. Right. Um, but there are other things that vary from project to project, right? Even if, um, you're an illustrator, if you're a digital illustrator, like Scott is, and you mostly do your work by drawing in Photoshop or whatever, there's still things that are going to vary from time to time. Sure. Uh, processes might, certain processes might take a lot more time than others. So for example, with me, if I have to make a mold of the project, that's going to add a few days build. Right. And for what I charge, that means adding a couple uh, hundred or thousand dollars to the, the project, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I don't, if I if I decide in the middle of the project, I should make a mold of this, but I'm not going to charge the client anymore, right? Then I do two days worth of work essentially for free. Mm-hmm. And the, the client gets a better product and they're super happy. But I just, just gave away two days of, of work. Yeah. Uh, and I and if that again if it's your sole source of income like it is for me you can't do that right. you can do that for a very short period of time before you just completely run out of money and you have to go get sure. a day job sure uh, so what process you use what materials you use some materials are more time consuming to work with than others um, and you may also have to pad your schedule and your estimate in case something goes wrong with the build something usually goes wrong with the build <laughs> I'll tell you that yeah. when you're Building a prototype, a complicated thing, something usually goes wrong. You got to build kind that of by you, by default when you're talking about physical materials. You um, there's no you know the the advantage I have in digital art is that I've got layers and non destructive you know mm-hmm. techniques that mean that if we're not happy with the way a color scheme worked or we're not happy with the way something happened in the composition, I can go and change that in a way that doesn't mean new molds. It doesn't mean new pores. It doesn't mean new materials. Mm-hmm. It just means time. In your case, you got to like, sometimes you got to throw shit away and start over not start over, but you know. Yeah. Go, go so molding beginning. is a great example. I was working on a project that where everything went wrong in the mold and it was, uh, it was a lot of silicone and it's really expensive. Uh, I poured a mold and the mold box leaked so when I showed up the next morning, all of the silicone was had bled out onto the oh, table and floor, no. and then cured that way. Oh no! Oh no! That's right? So and you, you just throw it away. I'm like, well, that's fifty dollars of silicone and half a day of work and uh, twenty four hours of curing time that is I just threw away. Ugh. Right? Ugh. Yeah. That and and those things are going to happen no matter how good oh. you are. 
Um, so here, here's a trick. Here's one of the best things you can do if you're if you've got a couple of commissions under your belt, right? Right. After you've finished a project, or I'm sorry, during the project, track your time. It's a pain in the butt. I know. Track every mm-hmm. minute you spend working on that thing, so that you know exactly how many hours you spent on it. Right. Then once the project is done and delivered, you got paid. Subtract your material cost from that payment, and whatever's left, do the math. It's real easy. Figure out how much you were making per hour. Right. So, it's good like example. There's your baseline, and then you got to move up. Exactly. Baseline. Yeah. Let's say I spend a month working on a prop, and I charge two thousand dollars for it. Right. Now, people, let's say it's a let's say it's a rocket launcher. Okay. So, two thousand dollar rocket launcher. People are like that's a lot to pay for a fake rocket launcher right <laughs> and i agree that's a lot to pay. i've never paid that much for any any prop thing of course i make my own but you get the point right let's say the material cost was 300 all right that's 1700 bucks that you just quote made yeah however if it was a month and you were working 40 hour work weeks then you made about 1065 an hour right mm-hmm. which might be perfect for you sure it, it's not for me i, I can't live on that uh, <laughs> right. So what I need to do is start thinking about things like, like you said, Scott. There's other charges you put in there that are, that are uh, uh, a little more ethereal. For example, if I really don't want to do a project, someone comes at me with a, a project like I don't want to, or I want you to build a thing, and I don't want to build that thing. Yeah, I might want to build it for an extra thousand dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're or go. if the yeah. the client is a huge pain to work with. And I don't want to work with him, but I might want to work with him for a little more. You know what I mean? Like there are other ways to pad the, uh, the price to make the job more, more work more for you. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but also you might just say, I have to charge more because I don't make enough to eat. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, So there are a lot of ways you can start fudging with the numbers and fudging with the uh, amount that you charge until it gets to a place that works for you. But it takes a lot of trial and error and it is it can be pretty soul crushing for a while. (laughs) Yeah, you can. And and sometimes you're you you aim low, too low and go, okay, I got to go higher next time. And then the next time you get too high and you're like, all right, I got to backtrack. Like there really is just a matter of like finding your sweet spot and then paying attention to trends in whatever world you're working in. If you're right, right. doing art commissions, then pay attention to what's happening around that space. There are tons of discussion groups about this very thing on Reddit and other places where you can kind of see what people are doing and you can see how it scales and what things have an effect on your price. Like for example, your notoriety as a, yeah. as a famous artist, if you're not Ian McHugh, you're not going to make Ian McHugh money, but if you're, you know, somewhere in the middle, you'll do all right. And if you're at the very bottom, you know what you have to do to kind of grow there. Like, right. Exactly. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot, go, there's a lot there. But, uh, one thing I always also like to try to do is I'll try to not overestimate too much, but let's say something, we'll just use a number that's easy. Let's say something is $200. Um, I might go 300 because there's some unknowns, Right. Something mm-hmm. could go weird. Something's funky. It's not too much higher, but it's enough where I can feel good about it. And then if things go well and super smooth and it was more like 200, then I will say to them, hey, this is we, we were able to get this done quicker than I thought or this has been faster than I expected or you were really easy to work with on proofs or whatever. Um, i am knocked it down to 200. Now, the reason I do this is, A, that's that that's maybe the fairer price. You know, you're not ripping the guy off or 
charging for no reason, but you're also building uh, a relationship and a uh, sort of a track record there. Oh yeah, uh, that says hey, this this is somebody who you know is a straight shooter with me that lets me know. Um, and then, you know, they're, they're more likely to use you in future, uh, when it comes to stuff like that. So that's just another yeah, way of yeah. kind of protecting yourself, but at the same time gives you some wiggle room to like come back with them and, and surprise them with a lower price or, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And it's way easier to do it that way than to be halfway through a commission where the client has paid a deposit already and then try to convince them that they need to actually pay you more. That's right. way harder. <laughs> right. Halfway through a project, emailing a client, be like, look, man, this is taking twice as long. Yeah. And I'm going to totally eat my shirt on this thing. I got to charge you more. They might be like, eh, I decided I don't want that thing anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hope your shirt tastes good. <laughs> you know? Yep. Uh, uh, so yeah. a couple more just really quick things here. Um, one of them, you want to be in a position as an artist, and this takes time, but you want to be in a, uh, in a position where you can turn down most of the commissions that you are offered. Um, you want to be in a position where you can be picky, both about the projects you do, who you work with, and what they're going to be charging. Mm-hmm. And that comes from delivering frequently on time and uh, at budget and gaining that notoriety and reputation that 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 takes years to to build up but that's definitely a position you want to be in yeah. like right now if people come to me with the commission idea i can just say no i have i have my own gig uh book selling is working well for me i don't have to say yes to commissions but if someone comes to me with a really cool project and a lot of money i could be like yeah sure okay i'll i'll, I'll give that a shot sure you know? but i but i can be picky it is nice to get to a place where you can be picky yeah and that yeah. takes a while and it may sound like a luxury but it's not because we all had to we had to we had to figure our way to get there like i get to be really picky about commissions now because i can um for somebody mm-hmm. who's just getting started and not feeling like they have that luxury just keep at it and then you'll get to a point where the bigger stuff pays longer term and you don't have to take the little ones that are harder or the people that are mm-hmm. cheap and weird or that make changes all the time like you can just be a little pickier about your destiny, and that's a great. That's a really nice phase to be in. Yeah, it is. It's super good. Yeah, um, takes. A, there, takes I a made a lot of anime that. swords that I was not interested in. <laughs> I made a lot of anime <laughs> swords for cheap for a while. Yeah, uh, before I could uh, just make um, the props I want to make uh, right. when I want to make them. Yeah. So so it's an and it's a quick interesting distinction. Um someone in the chat just asked, Lennon Aiden in the chat says, Do you think the success of this Rock Runners Kickstarter means that you undercharged? No, this is a case where uh, not at all. Like I want the, I want it to be a low bore low barrier of entry per person. Like mm-hmm. per person wanting to get that game. My interest is not in overcharging them. I want to, if right. anything, undercharge them. My miss calculation on the kickstarter was just how quickly it would happen or that it would go as high as it's going i thought it would we started low because i had low expectations for just total volume i just didn't think it would be that big a deal yeah but we made it so it would scale so i don't think this is a good comparison um, no yeah and the goal is to get it into stores after the kickstarter thing so that you know there's that's where you can start bilking the customers yeah screw those (laughs) screw them at retail exactly but but uh and and the big i think the biggest distinction is that you aren't printing and stamping all those cards those that's getting done elsewhere it's kind of like my books right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i don't i can undercharge for my books i can put them on a deal if i want because i'm not spending my time producing them that's a huge distinction Right. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and the other thing is, you know, like 
Lassard says, well, it actually seems like kind of an expensive card game to me. Well, there's a lot of factors to that. Like, uh, you know, 30 for a, for a card game may seem like a lot compared to what you could go buy some, you know, buy a deck of Uno cards for. But that's because they print 50 million decks of Uno cards every year. And and by the end of this, we might print 2,000 <laughs> copies of Rock yeah. Runners. So the volume matters. You know, there's all, there's all sorts of factors. And that's the thing that's hard oh. about even this discussion is there's every single commission or every single deal you take including your own projects, right? Even if it's just for you making content for your channel, mm-hmm. you still have to calculate the best you can. And then you're going to find out later, oh, shoot, there's this part I forgot about. Or there's this other thing that I didn't do. Or or the heat broke in the office. Right. And now it costs me $1,200 to fix it. Right. Yeah. Or when I shipped my playing cards two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was, um, I didn't know that the, that the then administration was going to put tariffs on Chinese goods and specifically oh. <laughs> specifically printed playing cards. Like, that's listed on the tariffs thing. Or oh I God. I that, ordered that a bunch of... Me. We sell knives on our website, yeah. and we ordered 3,000 of them from China. A lot. Like, it was a significant amount of money. Um, and that was right when the tariff thing changed. Yeah. And when they got here, for some reason, this, this is the amount I always have to spend. It was another $1,200 before I could... I had to pay yeah. before I could get them. They were here in the States. I had to pay what, another commission that I don't even understand. And that, that yeah, we, we could just go, that'd be a whole podcast. Those, but see, that's the that, thing, but. right? Those are those are factors out of your control. So you do your best Wait, yeah. to sort of plan for those things. But then when they happen, we just had to take in the shorts on a lot of it. It's just the way yep, it was. Yep, yep. So you end up just having to charge more for the product, which yeah. is a bummer. Yeah, that sucked. I hated that. That was lame. And these are being, by the way, Rock Runner's being printed in the U.S. because I'm trying to, it, it, that costs more, just intrinsically more. But mm-hmm. I want to buffer against any weirdness internationally. It's just a weird time. Don't want to mess with the, those factors I can't control. So we're doing this here on the ground. Very cool. Yeah, which means it'll be really nice, and I, I can talk English with people, and that's good too. Nothing wrong with Chinese. Very cool language. Way to go, China. <laughs> but I don't want to talk to you. I don't know Chinese. I don't know Mandarin. Right. And your name's no way. Your name's Kevin. There's no way your real name is Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> boy, we we went on. This we week, went we places. Talk about yeah. this forever. Holy yeah, cow! We really could. It's a it's an interesting subject. Um, really glad we had a chance to do it with you. Um, you also uh, often bring to the show not only content from your own channel and sites, but cool uh, other gigs that you admire and like. Anything this week you want to share? Yeah, this is really a good and relevant video. My friend David over at Make Something is the channel. He made a video called How to Price Your Work, and it's oh. really useful. Oh, look how at that. appropriate! Yeah. Yep. It's almost like we talked last night about the subject. <laughs> and I did the tiniest amount of prep work. Yeah. No, that's great. Uh, let's see. This is go over there and find to make something on on YouTube. And he will uh, he will go in depth about some of this stuff. That's that's fantastic. That guy looks yeah. like a pirate. He's cool. David Yar. Yar, yeah. look at me. I'll give you ideas about to charge for your work. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, Bill Duran, everybody. He is PunishedProps.com's own Bill Duran. He's Chimbeard on Twitter, and if you haven't subscribed to it on YouTube, you should. It's Punished Props. Bill, have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. See you. See you, Bill. Bye now. All right. Good stuff. That is good stuff. I mean, I don't know how you came to your, and I don't even know what you charge, but for your computer things you're doing right now, like this little mm-hmm. side gig, yeah. um, That how hard was that process to just sort of get what yeah, you wanted? Yeah, because, you know, basically I had to figure out, all right, how long does it take me to do one? Yeah. You know, and I kind of priced out like, all right, how much time am I spending on each machine? Because I can do two, three at a time. 
And um, luckily, they they came to me with an offer while I was figuring my side out and said, oh, you know what? Actually, that's fair. That actually is, it probably ends up being more than I would have charged, but only by a little bit more than I would have, the price I would have come to. So that actually worked out, but that's such a different thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting game to play is the, it is kind of a game. There's a meta to it and there's like a, Mm -hmm. you have to balance it. And it's, if you do it right, game. there's two winners. Yeah. I have this one. Oh, here's a tip. Here's a trick. It doesn't really yeah. m- make a giant difference on the bottom line. But if you, let's say you're an artist and you're trying to get somebody to commission something, you tell them that, and this is, it's true. You just, you tell them that, all right, well, the way this works is you don't have to pay me a dime uh, until I show you a, an initial rough sketch. Hmm. If you approve that, then great, we're in business, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll charge you up front, and then we'll get the rest of it done, get it inked and colored. And the va- advantage of that is it, it it broaches the conversation without the awkwardness of I need you to pay up front. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. what you're saying is I'm yeah. going to do this thing for you, which is a total sacrifice. Which is I'm going to draw the whole thing out. You're going to have this sketch, which means I'm committed. I'm going. Let's go. I'm yeah. into your work. But you still have approval. You have refusal. If you don't want it, great. We'll move on from there. And it doesn't cost you a dime. That's just a service I provide. But if we're solid, then great. I'll ch- charge you and we're on our way. Like that has always worked really well for me as a way to both give them something they weren't expecting. Yeah. And also and, get money know, up and, front. <laughs> and really, and it does set the set the tone for the whole project to be able to say, if you don't like this already, then we're probably, you know, we're probably going to have um uh you know then maybe i'm not the right designer for you for this project and this gets you you know exactly that's a great way i hadn't really thought of in those words but that's exactly it like if i'm if this isn't going to be right you'll know right away and what am i out not really that much time sketching it's not a big deal i can tell you that that's never turned into one of those but the opera but at least it says here i'm exposing myself in a way that says to them I am willing to do this part for free to make sure I'm what you want. And if you don't, we're cool. That act alone, I think, has kept the deal going. Even if there were changes oh, oh, sure. or even if they did want a completely different take or whatever, they 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 like that and they seem more willing. And I don't think it's a trick. It's just a it's a it's a tip. It's a it's a thing that has meaning that isn't going to kill you to do it. I don't know. I like it. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on. Oh, we got to call Steven. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we could talk about this all day long, but, uh, maybe we should let's start saying, a brand new show with our very unlimited schedule. We have let's call it, uh, <laughs> right, right. Business dealings, frogpantsbusiness.com. So one more thing to add to that. Yeah. That you guys didn't talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget that you're going to have times where you're very busy. Yeah. And times when there's no business going on. Oh yeah. Sink so you have to of calculate for that yeah. as well. Or for feature sure. famine, yeah. yeah. It's always up or it's always down. There's no, yep. there's yep. never, that's why people like desk jobs. Go in, clock in, clock out, go home, and it's just consistent and the money's in there and you just do whatever you do. Not in our lives. <laughs> it's, ah, it's, we're not making it. Okay, whew, <laughs> we did a, we did okay. That'll carry us, ah, like it's like that. That's yep. the cadence. Oh, also yep. this. And also don't forget Steven taxes. Schleicher. Steven Schleicher. Yeah, <laughs> pay your taxes, but also stay hydrated. Right? We'll save that for the end oh, of the yeah. segment. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's important. Stay hydra. Yeah, 
stay hydra. Um, stay right. hydrated. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> hey, it's Stephen Schleicher joining us from Majorspoilers.com. Oh, hi, Scott. And, uh, hi, hi, and welcome to the show. I knew you'd have some thoughts, though. You always have good thoughts on this sort of stuff. We're all kind of growing on the same tree these days, and uh, why not share our ideas and tips? Many branches, though. Many branches. Let's, many, let's many. make sure we uh, stress that. That's true. No um, okay, before we get going here, I just wanted to put it out there since we talk a lot about comics on this segment. Uh, I'm caught up to what they've released anyway so far on Disney or uh, sorry D- uh, DC Infinite and uh, the series uh, uh, The Last God is just one of my favorite new things I cannot get okay. enough of this freaking thing yeah I love it um, it is like it is I think I mentioned this before maybe not but it's so much mm-hmm. like a really well crafted sort of D&D style dark fantasy story and quite literally like a group of people adventuring you know and then having encounters and stuff and it doesn't it doesn't feel like a tabletop game it feels like a wonderful story but i kept thinking right up through issue four or five i'm like man this would be this would be such a cool campaign in an actual role-playing game and then they did it like the fifth or sixth issue is a source book for the nice. first for D fifth edition for this world and these characters and creatures and encounters and there here's their dc and this guy's got you know, whatever power, this and that, and here's the custom rules the DM would have to do. But the whole issue is a source book. And then they get back to the story in the sixth issue and keep moving forward. Anyway, cool. it's just I gotta cut, freaking so awesome. A couple I love of things. It. Yeah. So a couple of things. If you're into traditional D&D and you want to read some D&D adventure type stuff, IDW Publishing has been uh, doing um, D&D, you know, adventures set in the, whatever the current uh, campaign is set um, from Wizards of the Coast. Jim Zub is the writer of that. Very, very good stuff there. Um, Rick and Morty uh, have delved into the Dungeons and Dragons over at Oni Press, and they also include character sheets and other things so you can play the characters that Rick and Morty and the rest do inside the world of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> uh, Dark Horse Comics got into a deal with Stranger Things because they have the Stranger Things license. They have a whole um, Dungeons and Dragons uh, Stranger Things um, story. I think it's a four issue miniseries that um that you can also play the characters that will and the rest of the gang play in in the uh in the tv show and then finally over at image comics uh karen gillen and i forget who the artist is off the top of my head but there's a series called die and this is a story about a bunch of kids who sat down to play a role-playing game and they got sucked into a world and they disappeared for 20 years they come back And then, um, you know, several years later, they have to go back into the world of Die. And it's a 20-issue series. Uh, It is coming to a close, I want to say, in the next couple of months. But uh, one person ended up staying behind. And things get weird as they go into the world of Die. And they go to each vertex and to each plane and have all of these really crazy adventures. And so not only are you getting a history of role-playing games, but you're also getting a history of... Uh, what's you know what's going on with these characters' lives over the last uh, twenty years? Oh, that's so it's rad. a fascinating book. It's it's so worth picking up. I Scott. Didn't know now it's not on that. the DC Universe Infinite, yeah. But uh, Die from Karen Gillan uh, from Image Comics is uh, I think a must read. It's an Image book. Okay, cool. I could probably get that mm-hmm. on Comicsology by per issue or whatever I need to do. Yeah, they've got them in trades and everything as well. Like I said, it's only a twenty issue run. I wonder why twenty sided die. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it'd be right up your alley. Yeah, I, it sounds totally up my alley. And right. Right now, I'm actually just irritated that I have to wait for issue 10, which I think is the <laughs> final issue, I think, of this run. Oh, man, I've been loving it. And I always forget the artist's name. It's kind of a hard name to remember, but this guy, oh, I got I to gotta follow everything he does now. I'm so into it. And it's bloody and violent. That's the other thing I like about it. I like me some good old hack and slash, baby. 
and uh, this comic's full of it. I will check out Die. That's a great recommendation. All right. Uh, speaking of, let's, we'll, we'll now swing back to the cowls and capes of our youth. Okay. <laughs> and talk about Batman The Long Halloween finally getting the animated treatment from WB Animation. One of the great, maybe the greatest, in some people's minds, Batman story ever. It is a really good story. It's uh, um, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale doing the art on that. So if you haven't read this, it's the story of the holiday killer who's going around and uh, killing people in gruesome ways. And I don't want to spoil too much uh, of what the um, what the story and how it plays out. But uh, every month there's a new killing and Batman is trying to follow the clues. If you have seen, which was the second Batman Nolan movie, The Dark Knight. Dark Knight. And then yeah, there the was Dark, Dark Knight Rises was the third one. Yeah, The Dark Knight borrows a lot from The Long Halloween. Yeah. I keep hearing and the new movie watch, is supposed to poke a bunch at that. Year one and then Long Halloween yeah, ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Now, the interesting thing that DC is doing, they're doing the exact same thing that they did with The Dark Knight Returns. They're making it a two-part movie. Mm. So the first um, version arrives in June, and part two will arrive in 2022, probably in January of 2022. So you're going to get probably a three- to four-hour animated movie out of this. The downside that I see from the trailer, and you can find the trailer over on uh, YouTube.com, is uh, now that they've finished their kind of new 50 or their Flashpoint storyline in the animated universe, they've kind of got a new art style that they're going with. And the closest that I can compare it to is it's got an Archer look to it where everybody has a really thick black outline around them. Um, with some flat colors on the inside. And so I'm not a super fan of that, but it but it works and it's well animated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what they're doing with the long Halloween. So they're not using the Tim Sale style in this movie either. Yeah. Are they, uh, yeah, that's the other thing is it very much, you immediately look at some of this art and go, oh, that's way more like the comic that it's based on mm-hmm. than, than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, someone in the chat mentioned it and its first thing in my mind was, hey, I'll bet Kevin Conroy's coming back to her. He's not, he's not Batman nope. in this. They've got a bunch of different character actors who have done Batman over the years. Some are really good. Uh, this one is uh, Jason Eccles, uh, who was also in, played Red Hood and Jason Todd in Batman Under the Red Hood. Yeah. Um, so he will be playing Batman in Bruce Wayne in this. Uh, they give uh, a bunch of other people uh, some some stuff. I'm looking really quick to see if there's anybody that just jumps out at me. Uh, yeah, I don't so really just announce see somebody, that, some, some famous person just joined the cast and I can't remember what, who it was. Hmm. I can tell you that uh, my favorite, I mean, I, Kevin Conroy is the Lord of all, right? He's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you could use him for everything, that'd be great. But come on, people, we can't, you know, mm-hmm. it can't be Batman and everything. My second favorite was always Bruce Greenwood. Mm. He's and, and people are like, wait, why do I know that name? He's usually <laughs> like an actor in movies and stuff. He was yeah, Star uh, Trek. Uh, Oh right, pa- uh, Pike yeah. in that. Um, Pike, Captain Pike in uh, the two the the, the newer movies. That Dolores, movies. not Dolores Claiborne. Uh, what's the one where the girl gets or the lady gets strapped to the bed and then the husband dies and then she's there all week or all month? Uh, yeah. Gerald's game. Gerald's game. He's he's Gerald in that. Um, <laughs> but I couldn't think of anything else. But he's in tons of stuff. And Bruce Green, I Robot plays the bad guy in I Robot. Um, mm-hmm. He's just an amazing actor. Anyway, his voice is just about perfect for Batman, and I would have him any day of the week if they would have him, but I guess that's not who we get in this one. It's also unfortunate. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Uh, who, who's another good one? Uh, uh, Jeremy Sisto's pretty good. He was in that <clears throat> New Frontier thing. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, for some reason, 
um, what's his name from uh, Firefly comes to mind as doing something, but I know he didn't do a Batman voice. No, he was Hal Jordan in. Um, oh yeah, that's right. He was Hal Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name. What's wrong with me? Captain Malcolm Reynolds. Uh, yep. Oh, uh, Firefly. Yeah. Yep. What's his name though? What's the mm-hmm. actor's name? Oh, uh, Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the voice of uh, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, Will Arnett's not going to do it, you guys. In the chat. <laughs> he's great. Right. I yeah. like Will, Ar- Will Arnett, but and his animated yeah. his Lego dude is amazing. But I can't take him seriously in something like this. But anyway, uh, I'll take it. Whatever. Yeah. So we just have to wait until June. It'll come out. They're releasing this on Blu-ray and digital on the same day. Which in the past, the digital version comes out about a month ahead of the Blu-ray version. So they must be pretty uh, excited about this one too make the digital people wait until uh, physical release date. I got that big fat hardbound trade version of this that sits mm-hmm. on a coffee table upstairs. You have the absolute edition? I do. I love it. Yeah. If, if, if uh, listeners, if you haven't seen the absolute editions, um, these are oversized volumes that are, I don't want to say twice as big, but they're almost the exact same measurement as the original art pages, maybe just a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. And so you really get to get in close and see the art there. Yeah. Um, uh, DC does the absolute editions. Um, if you're a Hellboy fan, Dark Horse does. I think they're called the library editions. Yeah. And, but they're the exact same size. Yeah. I was actually, it's so funny. I was looking at the the, the Hellboy, the um, Dark Horse app the other day mm-hmm. and just trying to see what they were doing over there. And they don't, I need, everyone needs to do, do subscriptions. Like, what are you even doing? Mm-hmm. Like, do this. Yeah. I am so hooked on Marvel. Uh, What's it called? Unlimited. Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm so hooked on what, what you do get with Comixology Unlimited, which is less lim- has more limited. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then DC uh, Universe, D- DC Infinite has really surprised me with with, with uh, just how much is there. Like, I'm so hooked on that method now that I'm annoyed when I have to go buy a single issue or even a trade. It bugs me. Well, that's kind of what they're hoping for, right? Is that, yeah. uh, Scott, now you've reached the end of this. Now go buy issue 10 yeah. of your favorite book so that uh, The Last God, so that you can pay full, full price on that. Right. They want me to, that's for sure. But I'm just, oh, I'm so into it right now. But anyway, uh, long the long Halloween, you guys, I'm stoked. I'm ready for this. That's like, a good story, yeah. There are two things that really matter to me coming up on the HBO Max front. And one is this, and the other is Dune. And everything else is yeah. fine, and we'll, you know. Oh, is this weekend Mortal Kombat? That's this weekend, isn't it? Is Wasn't it this that weekend? I thought that was pushed by a week, but oh, let's double check. Mortal Kombat 2021. Oh, Mortal Kombat! I'm so excited about this. I shouldn't be, but I am. April 16th is what it says. Oh, April 16th. So that's this weekend. That's Friday. Yep, so this week. <laughs> Movie night with Kim. We're watching the, a bloody, violent Mortal Kombat. I'm so excited. Hilarious. Hope they get it right. Um, all right. Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. Oh, Theatrical release internationally beginning on the 8th, and then it will be in the United States on the 23rd. So Boo! there you go. So 23rd. Boo! No Mortal Kombat! <laughs> get over here, I would say, to the series. Um, all right. yeah. Delayed combat! Yeah. <laughs> D, D, except you can't spell it with a K. Or, wait. Delay? De- no, it doesn't work. Delayed combat. There yeah. you go. Black Adam. It's in production. This is your Rock, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson deal, right? Yep. yep. Now, yeah. we, this is one of the things that, um, you know, we've talked about a number of movies that have been canceled or new castings for things. But until, you know, the film starts shooting, mm-hmm. these things can be canceled right away. So if you were ever wondering, a project that has been long in development, Black Adam, is now shooting and they're in production. 
And so now you you know that this movie is going to come out July 29th, 2022. 2022. Only in theaters, it says. So just a little over a year from now. Okay. Well, that's a bold uh, That's a bold prediction, but I, I like it. Let's get it and, in theaters. You know, it just depends on how... I mean, they've done a lot of pre-production. So right. it, you figure that they're going to spend 90 days, maybe max 90 days yeah. for shoots. Yeah. So the rest of the time is all just post-production and special effects. So I was reading... Uh, uh, um, what's it called? Crap. DC's, um, oh, the deceased stuff I was talking about. Yeah, the about. DC series. Uh, Black Adam is a bastard in that. Holy mm-hmm. crap, dude. Yeah. Because he gets bitten. He gets uh, he gets the disease, and suddenly this thing turns from the world is full of horrible death zombies, but now they're led by <laughs> Black Adam, who's just tearing shit apart. It's great. It's real good. I love that series. I don't know why that series is so good. It should be stupid, just like Marvel Zombies should have been dumb. It's not. It's cool. If you like zombies, you like comics, you should read those. Yeah. Uh, awesome, Stephen, as always. Always great inter- entertainment and stuff coming out of major spoilers. Anything on the network you want to mention to people? Uh, I don't think so this week. We've got a lot of shows that are coming out, of course, over at Majorspoilers.com. And you can find the complete uh, list. You can subscribe uh, to Major Spoilers Plus. Just Major Spoilers with the plus sign over there on your iTunes. And you can get all of the shows that we produce on a weekly basis in one single feed. That's pretty good. What happens yeah. if you're thirsty over there? What do you do there? Well, then we tell everyone to uh, drink some water and stay hydrated. Fantastic. <laughs> Hail hydrated. Well done. All right. Well done. This makes me want to read comics all day. Talking mm-hmm. to Steven. I'm having, a real, I'm having a real thing, Brian. Like comics right now and me. You are totally are. Yeah, I love it. Makes me want to. I don't know what it makes me want to do. Makes you want to read comics, I guess. Makes you want to read comics. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you, Stephen. What else we got? Oh, hey. Uh, okay, a couple things here. We got a mashup to play from Jamie, but before we do, a note that he's going to actually be on the show tomorrow. We'd planned on doing Yay. it Thursday, but had to change yeah. for his router some router stuff. issues. Yep. Yeah. So we have routed him till tomorrow. He'll be here right huh. after <laughs> or right before the news. We're we're just going to pick his brain on how he freaking finds all this content and. Who yeah. would be who the amount has of to, work it takes to do what what he does? Yeah, and how is he not sick of us? Like, how are you not sick of us, dude? I don't get Maybe it. He is. I don't know. I'm gonna ask him tomorrow. Okay. How he's not sick of us? But for now, we're gonna play this mashup. This one's called uh, UPS Truck. <laughs> don't remember what this is, so enjoy. I got my hoe back to the crib with stacks of Benjamins and my pizzle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Rock out with your pizzle out. Bitch, but I have my money. <laughs> does that pretty rude who does that despicable low life douchebags chode smackers yeah chode smackers oh never despicable trust a chode smacker chode smackers. they're the worst tiktok teens try tumbling oh, shit let's see oh you have the time you need to masticate and you're all good yes i can be done masticating in about a minute and a half <laughs> wow start to finish well done yeah. all your base is nearly eligible for covid vet <laughs> Uh, oh, excuse me. Claire Gack says, hey, kids, if you have a lady friend and you want to make her happy, use a peach for practice. What? Good night, everybody. What? Really? Who's that? <laughs> Claire Gack. There's not a big open bottle of gin near you right now. I've tried that. that, but I bruised the peach by squeezing it so hard. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Are you prepared to receive my swab, swabbed anus, anus, anus? Swabbed anus. Ugh. Oh, here's what it looks like inside. Very pink. I'm going to go it. get a chicken sandwich. <laughs> You're going to get a chicken sandwich. Burn. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> it looks, yeah, it's a little dark. Darkish. Yeah. Darky. Mm-hmm. I just say darky. I'm not going to say yeah, that this, again. <laughs> don't say that, Scott. <laughs> no, I think that's a mistake. God, this has ruined me for both sex and waffles. That's the sad thing. <laughs> Put on your blindfold. Let it shine wherever you, you go. We'll take whatever you got. Dong. Yep. Dong. Dong. Plenty of dong. All the dong plenty we can dong. eat. Yep. Just dong everywhere. Just hanging around. Just dong. Tristan had the truck. He'd say, for truck and then he when we'd see a, a ups truck he'd call it a upus a upus and one day we we're with my grandparents actually we were coming back from my grandmother's funeral with my grandfather in the car and we see a ups truck and tristan goes you piss f- <laughs> how have you not told me this before that's so good i think i have told this story have you? before but oh. i think so yeah that's so good <laughs> That was one of my favorite things you ever so said. Funny. Yeah. So good. All right. Well, wherever you're at right now, uh, Tristan, just know you piss F as well. <laughs> Visiting the his uh, girlfriend's parents right now. He's oh. there in uh, Arizona. Lovely. It's a warm. It's a yes. war- it's a warm there. <laughs> maybe having some Navajo tacos. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Not a euphemism. All right, moving on. <laughs> That's right. We're going to do a quick note here about all the things you need to remember. For example, uh, supporting the show is easy and simple and rewarding over at patreon.com slash TMS. Head on over there and send us a dollar or more, and you'll be shocked at what you get for so little. Uh, that's right, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash TMS. Uh, frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else. Quick update on Rock Runners. We're going to open up a bunch of new stretch goals today because I, that's how these things work, I guess. So... Uh, do you want to find out more about what's happening with that game I mentioned earlier in the show? Head on over to frogpants.com slash rock runners. Um, now I know we're recording the finale of ANTP tonight, but correct. Anything you want to tell folks about the current state we're in or where we're at or what's up? Uh, new episodes. So the patrons are getting new episodes today and tomorrow, I believe. And then, um, uh, free feeders get, uh, uh, the next episode this week, Wednesday, Thursday, I believe. No, Tuesday, Wednesday. But they're about a week, two weeks behind. So I like the term free yeah. feeders. Free feeders free is feeders. cool. Yeah, yeah, you free feeders. Yeah, a bunch of free feeders. Uh, and the season finale of Soundography will be going up on the feed today as well. The band Cell Dweller. Ooh, I don't know who that is. Never heard of they them. They rock. They are. Um, that's really one dude, and it's. Uh, Really cool kind of uh, electronic industrial kind of stuff. Oh, look at his hair. Really, really good. Yeah, he's got cool hair. Um, let's yeah. see. I'll go listen to some of this today. I like industrial. You should. Yeah. Music. Big fan. You should listen. It does a lot of video game music, so right. you like that a lot. Chip tune and uh, whatnot. Yes. Uh, not chip tune, but like... Um, oh, like soundtracks uh, and stuff for Yeah, games. exactly. All right. Exactly. I'm in. Cell Dweller. I will check it out and also look forward to that. Soundography.com. What else? Uh, Get Brian's newsletter, the cover letter. You can get it at uh, coverville.shit. Substack.com. Substack.com. Because I did my dumb URL. I keep forgetting where it's sending people. (laughs) Uh, Oh, right. You did the club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh So if you want to go to mine, you can find it at frogpants.club. Should have a new issue going up today or tomorrow. And uh, that's it. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't in a while or if you never have. Coverville for Brian. I'm at Scott Johnson. The show is at Morning Stream. Okay, we're done. Uh, Let's get out of here. We're going to do a song, though. What do you got? I got a song. Uh, This one's going out to Jim Vic. Boy, I mentioned I needed some requests from you guys. You guys came through in 
uh, spades. Just lots of great requests. So uh, keep them coming, especially if you've got anniversaries or birthdays or things like that. This one's going out to Jim Vick. Good day, Scott and Brian. I've sent a request for others in the past, but this one is for me. On Monday, April 12th, I will have circled Earth for the 54th time. Whoa. I will be 913 days away from being able to retire from my job. I'm taking the day off from work and going on a bike ride and relaxing around the house. Oh, it sounds so good. Yeah. I trust Brian to pick a good song to help celebrate my birthday. Thank you both for the years of great entertainment, Jim Vix and Carlos. Nice. Um, well, of course, Jim, uh, happy to uh, to do that. I don't want to include your city. I hope I don't dox you there. Uh, anyway, he said he wanted something to represent the year he was born, 1967. And uh, one of the biggest songs of that year was Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit. Actually, Jefferson Airplane did it as a cover of um, the band that uh, Grace Slick was with before Jefferson Airplane. And all of a sudden, the name of that band is not coming to me. So, Oh, uh, um, oh I can't think of it either. I used to yeah. know this. I used to know this. Yeah, it's, uh, well, anyway. Uh, anyway, whatever band she was with beforehand. Uh, White Rabbit. <laughs> It's uh, covered here by the band Collide. These uh, American, speaking of kind of industrial sound, these guys are great. From their 2000 album, Chasing the Ghost, here's Collide and White Rabbit.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. So what did you think of TMS? It's pretty good. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.